Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. My name is Zing Sing. I got to have a look at her. I got to see what it all looked like with two women together. And it was so beautiful. And it was so what I wanted. Today on My First Time... There's the old cliché that people are the sum total of all their experiences, but I've never met anyone who exemplifies this better than Zora Khan, our guest on this week's podcast. Hi, my name is Zora Khan and this is my story from when I left my marriage and my religion. She was introduced to me by Haley, whom you may remember from Threesomes, our very first episode. And let me tell you, Zora has lived quite the life. At the age of 25, she went from fundamentalist Muslim to out and proud lesbian, and she ditched her husband in the process, too. I like to use the term when people see the swimming pool, how they, would they dip a toe in, do they check the temperature? I dive straight in. Yeah, I don't, I don't really check, I just dive. I, I, I kind of just jump right into everything that I do in life. I was quite a disciplined, practicing religious Muslim. So I don't think I knew what I was into because I was so controlled within myself. My dad is from Afghanistan, quite strict, tried to impose that on my mum, who's quite Western, and we we weren't happy. I was born and bred here in, in East London, but then took us back to Afghanistan and we fleed. So we kind of came away from any culture or anything, but my mum was at uni and was quite of a human activist and she kind of got lured into a cult which then we as children kind of got lured into and I was quite impressed I was an impressionable age I was 11 <laughs> 11 and I dedicated my life to Islam. The group that Zora got involved in was so extreme that at one point Louis Theroux wanted to do a documentary about them. Yes it was an extremist organisation it was quite fear-based and, and we thought we had the truth and we had to we can't stop until we implement the Sharia in London. And to, uh, well, it was just about implementing what we thought an, a, a utopian way of living would be. There was no violence. It was just we had very extreme viewpoints, um, you know, where we was um, separate from the Muslim community. The Muslim community just didn't see us 
as Muslims because we was just, I don't know what the hell we were following. But it was, you know, we were a part of something. We had an identity and I got stuck and lost in that for many years of my life, probably until I, till my very early 20s um, and got married and, you know, had children. And, and I thought that's how my life was going to be. Being part of the group gave Zora a purpose and an identity, which is totally understandable. It's exactly what people look for when they're young. But things began changing once she got older. I was outgrowing all of it. And I, I don't think I was so, so scared of going to hell or committing sin. I think I, I lost the fear a little bit. And, um, and I wasn't so codependent with my husband. So then it gave me room to, to kind of see that, hang on a minute, there's another world out there. Risking losing your children, your family and your community is not something that anybody takes lightly. But like Zora said earlier, she's not the type to do things by halves. So the argument that led to me coming out was um, in heated in a heated discussion of this is not working anymore, our usual things that we'd say. And I think I, I was bold enough to say I don't want to be in this anymore. This is not what I want. Um, and then, oh, by the way, and then the rest came out. And it was, yeah, it didn't go down too well um, because I think I've, was so worried about what does this all mean now? Am I going? Are we? Is this really going to be over? He was quite shocked, but then understood because he kind of got why sexually there was something there was something not quite right in the relationship. So it kind of maybe missing piece to the puzzle. I think it was a lot for him to take on all of it because I, I wanted to leave leave my religion. Um, you know take my hijab off which is for a Muslim man it's almost like you know I don't know it's whether it's safe for you, for them to have a woman that's kind of dressed moderately and got a little bit of ownership there so it was it was a lot of breaking free I don't know how that must have made him feel but and then obviously the sexuality I never said I was going to act on it I was just literally telling him this is something that I've kept from you and almost like I need help like like but I think he just, it was too much. It was an overload. And I think when, once he walked away, I think he maybe wanted me to sit with it. Um, and and me in, 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 of course, the person that I am, I didn't sit with it. I went, I went out, <laughs> I went out, <laughs> took my scarf off. And I thought, I'm using this opportunity. I've got no husband at home. We're literally, we're not going to be together. I'm going to go see what this is. And I went to my first gay bar and I loved it. I went to the candy bar. Oh, my favourite bar. I have such good um, memories of that place. A lot of people are like, the candy bar. I'm like, oh, I love that place. It was a, it was a heaven for me. I walked in to a bar just full of women and it was safe for me. It was, it was I mean, I had no idea how to, to chat women up. I mean, it took me such a long time to be able to figure out the game. I thought if you speak to someone, you get married. You know, that's how I thought it worked. <laughs> you know, I didn't realise you you take a number and you don't text them for a week. That, well, that just didn't, that was just a new world to me. You know, it took me a long time to discover how I dress on the gay scene. Like, And I had to do all of this on my own because I had no friends. It wasn't just the basics of sleeping with women that Zora was clueless about. It was the whole culture. The first time I was uh, I'm exposed to the L word, which was a lesbian what was it, a box set of, and, and it gave me, it made me see a new, uh, that there was a world of practising lesbians, which I'd never been exposed to, funny enough, living in London. Um, and I think that opened me up to the possibility. I think there was always just that possibility, which I'd never had before. 
The funny thing about Zora's first time is that she couldn't have done it without her religion. It was what initially led her to a women-only gym in the first place. And that, in turn, was what led to her very first grown-up crush. There was this lesbian that worked there who looked like, you know, had the role of the quite the androgynous manly look which I was very into but I think that's because there was it was defined as this is a lesbian I didn't know that anybody could be a lesbian and I had a massive crush on her so I used to get dressed up specifically extra um but this was coming to the end of my 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 marriage and um yeah I had the hots for her and she didn't even notice me Uh, I find any way of going to speak to her and would not stop thinking about her and she was like my first proper lesbian connection but she was so shy and I was so shy. So nothing happened for like a good seven months. So like we was, there was this kind of sexual energy and there was this massive build up, obviously a massive build up for me. It was, it was almost like a, you know, from my teens build up. So you can imagine I had all of these expectations and fantasies of what it would be like and ended up going, because nothing was happening between us and she also she was naughty. She had a girlfriend. She didn't tell me that. So that 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 took some time. Um, and then obviously me going onto the gay scene now, I'd become a little bit more, you know, if that wasn't happening, I'd go, I'd go out. Yeah. And then my first ever proper, like, encounter, I made out of a girl from the candy bar. I was quite drunken. And don't forget, I'd never drank before. So now this, everything was new to me. Like half a beer, I was gone. <laughs> Um, and so that was my first encounter. But then when I did finally consummate it with this girl, it was it was amazing. It really was. It was actually everything that I thought it would be. Um, I think it was the very fact that I was naked and there was this woman and, and it was just the gentleness and 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 it was just it was just different. And I knew at that point that, that this is what I this is what I wanted. She was a personal um, fitness instructor who used to work out a lot, was into sports. So her body was quite masculine, um, had the quite androgynous hair, but she had a massive accident. So she was taking hormone tablets, which then made her voice very masculine. So it was double whammy. And I think my ex-husband had realised that I wasn't really chasing him back, tried to do some investigation, must have called her on a phone and said, I know that you're seeing him. His name is Lauren. And her name was Laurieanne. She was sweet. She was shy. She was cute. She was what I would describe like a comfortable lesbian, a woman that is comfortable with her sexuality. And I think that's what it was that I was so attracted to. Somebody that had kind of was comfortable, you know, being with a woman. The first time I got with her, oh, well, we'd have to do all this planning. We'd have to drink wine. We'd keep getting shy. We'd have so many times where it wouldn't happen because we'd just get shy. I think it got to a point and it was just very, she was just very um, soft and gentle and, you know, led me, led, led the way and I was very nervous. I didn't know what to do. I'd froze because she was so gentle and she kind of, I would say she made love to me. That's, um, I'm so glad that I, that that was, like my full proper experience because mm-hmm. it was it was tender it was it was um it was she came over in the day and and we'd she had like a, a, a few hours slot and I was also a single mum to children so you know about having babysitting time and all of that so my first time it was just so different in the sense that obviously it was with a woman so I'd I'd had so much time to imagine and fantasize 
of this very moment. I just was craving, that's the word, I was craving this intimacy with a woman and I think because that's what it was it was it was like it everything stood still and I got to see I got to have a look at her I got to see what it all looked like with two women together and it was so beautiful and it was so what I wanted even like a kiss on the neck was was like heaven I mean I don't think I mean obviously it was new for me so I don't even think I properly had an orgasm because there was just so much kind of intensity with it and I I I have to feel relaxed and safe with somebody um but everything was heightened and it didn't matter because that's all I ever wanted was that that making love part that's what I needed in the beginning and and it did fulfill that so actually I was actually I was I'm actually quite happy when I look back at my first time I haven't remembered it for a long time actually <laughs> She was the one that led, which was brilliant. She led, and we we only had sex a handful of times, actually, before it didn't work out. Um, but them times that we did, it was just, I would say, fascinating because it was, it was just so different. It was different to what, you know, it was just so different. And it was a whole new world that I knew that I hadn't even stepped into, and I knew that there was so much more to experience. What was different is that she was slow, and it wasn't about, it was slow, it was, it was about me and her. It was just lots of kissing, kissing me from head to toe, taking the time out to look at my body, seeing where I like it. My, you know, my neck was my sensitive part. I had no idea that somebody that can kiss me on my neck could feel that way. A 25-year-old lady had no idea, you know, all of this was new to me. I was so scared of not being able to give oral sex to a woman. It took me a very long time to do that. In fact, I had to be so wasted and um when and, and it was only my next relationship. I was that was something that freaked me out. You might think that's the end of the story. Strict religious mum breaks away from her family to party at Candy Bar, but no. Zora went from that tender, gentle first-time experience to something way more hardcore. My next girlfriend was a dominatrix. So I had the whole making love experience, then went into, um, you know, being tied up, was a slave, you know, it was just went in from like this sweet, gentle to, to like this hardcore, you know, full on dominatrix four year relationship that was really unhealthy. I use this word unhealthy because it actually was very unhealthy, but it was so like, Oh, it was just, oh, it was it was an experience I will never forget. Like, it was very hard for me when I came out of that relationship to go on dates because I'd be like, so you're into self-fixation? And they'll be like, whoa, what are you going on about? You know, I just, I was only accustomed to that way of having sex. She did all the things and um, that I guess were in that repressed side of me, um, would call it dark, but I, it was quite sexy and it's just brought it all out of me that I didn't know. So it's almost like she had this power over me even when I wasn't with her. So I was always constantly turned on. I think most people would see the world differently if they'd been through half of what Zora has. From young mum caught up in a fundamentalist group to party-loving lesbian and one-time BDSM slave, I guess it just goes to show that there's so many first times waiting for you out there. You just have to be brave enough to seek them out. So looking back now, oh my God, God, it was, I see how much I've evolved. I've seen how many experiences I've had, how many life, 
like when I say lifetimes, I really mean I when I go into something, I go full in. And looking back now, I just see it's all it it all kind of builds up to this bigger picture of me learning about myself. I'm very much about you know going within, doing a lot of within work. Um, I guess I see that all of these experiences make me see the world differently. How I am with people, they do play a part in how I how I am the world because not many people have had the backstory and the experiences. Thanks for listening to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. I'm Zing Sing, the UK editor of Broadly, and this episode was produced by Sam Bonham. If you want to find out more about Zora and our other guests, go to broadly.vice.com and look up my first time. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.